Hello and welcome to Where Are My Glasses? I'm Marilyn Naughton, your host and guide through life as I see it. And today's topic, get ready, 2020, a year in review. Now don't worry, don't worry, don't don't turn this off. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I, I actually have purposely avoided this topic um, because it's it's what everybody's been talking about. It's the only topic of conversation. It has been for the last year. Um, and I didn't want to beat a dead horse. You know, it's just we're all tired of it. But as we are, you know, just starting the December, we're, we're kind of turning around and saying goodbye to uh, 2020. I just started thinking about what a crazy year it has been and what a dark year for many people. Um, but in, in my life, um, there were some bright moments and I kind of want to share those. Uh, and I think if we try hard, we can all find uh, some, some brightness in, in this awful, god-awful year. But um, to, to look back a year ago, well, a year ago, life was normal. A year ago, we didn't see any of this coming. But just a little less than a year ago, we were blindsided. The whole country. I mean, there is not one person who has gotten through this unscathed, untouched. I am just so thankful I don't have like young kids in school or at any level of schooling, whether they're little all the way through college. You know, their their lives have been so disrupted, but everybody's lives have been disrupted. It's been just awful, and I think we're all in agreement about that. So besides the obvious loss that people suffered, that is the loss of jobs, closed businesses, you know, people who work so hard to start a business, that's not an easy thing to do. And you, you know, it's not a job where you, it's nine to five. I mean, if you're not there, you're not making money. It's, it's a 24 seven type of a thing. You work hard, you build a successful business, and then this happens and people aren't allowed to, to come to your business. I mean, it's just terrible. So many wonderful restaurants and, and places that are closed near me, uh, but everybody's everybody's experiencing this, and it's just awful. But besides that, all the collateral damage that has been caused by this this um, unnatural and forced isolation upon us—that is, the through the roof cases of depression, suicide, substance abuse—and you know when you think about people early, especially the ones early on in their recovery of substance abuse. All their meetings, their support meetings were canceled, were closed. And I know people have said to me, oh, well, there are virtual meetings available. And and I know that that was the case. And, and I, you know, I don't fault people doing their best, small groups trying to keep their group going, churches, other places that host uh, these support type groups. We're trying by offering virtual online support. But, you know, if you're, and that works if you're, solidly in your recovery journey. If you're new to the whole process, you're fragile. And any little bump in the road is could easily lead to a relapse. I just I just thought that that was just a horrible thing that so many people were were suffering through. And then of course, the domestic abuse and child abuse. Um churches closed like at a time when we all need church. I mean, my gosh, we all we all need, you know, our faith. I, I don't know how people get through life without it. And I know people do. And I, I just personally don't know how, um, how I could. But, um, you know, and then when they were first open and al- allowed 10 people in a church, come on, come on. 
and then 20, um, 10% capacity, something like that. Give me a break. And how about the funerals? People who weren't allowed to go to funerals, families who couldn't properly mourn or bury their loved ones. Um, the isolation force, you know, there's the story I'm sure a lot of you heard, um, and it, it's, I've heard other similar stories, but this one was in the news of a nursing home um, where the uh, staff actually helped residents to uh, form a, a little protest outside their building. And I saw a picture and I read the article in the paper, I think it was in Colorado, where they held up signs saying, we would rather die of COVID than loneliness. Like, that is sad. I know an older woman who has adult children, and she lives in, in our home by herself, and her son would visit her with his family, but only under the understanding that she had to sit in the garage while they sat in the driveway and visited. That's, I'm sorry. I think that's terrible. I think that is, that is terrible that this woman was just so distraught over that. It, I just, don't get me started. Don't get me started. But these are apparently acceptable casualties, acceptable deaths, you know, of, from depression, suicide, abuse. Um, those are acceptable deaths compared to the virus. I don't know. Nothing about this year and nothing about this whole virus has been logical. But... I don't want to go down that road. It's been it's been talked to to death, and I, I'm I'm tired of it. Quite frankly, I think we all are. But there has been some good news. There has been some good news in my life, and and I'm sure everybody's life. If you try hard enough, you'll find a nugget of something good and positive in our lives. And um, and I, I I did. My family managed to. There was some good news that managed to squeeze its way in through all the turmoil of this year and shine some light. And so I wanna share that with you. So starting with um, my oldest son, Mike. Mike and his wife, Laura, are expecting their first baby. And we are so excited. I mean, to say, there are not words to describe. We're just so excited. They're excited. We started seeing, you know, this, the um, ultrasound pictures. And um, it's just, it, it, it has brought so much, um, uh, happiness and, and excitement and and brightness to this year so they will um, have their first baby in a few months and I'm gonna be a grandma <laughs> so that's gonna be pretty neat and my second son Brian was out of work for a long time like a lot of people you know looking for work it's hard to find job anyway let alone in a pandemic um, but something sometimes you know there are silver linings, I guess, you know, blessings in disguise. He was working downtown in Chicago and his lease was ready to be up. He was in the process of looking for a new apartment to be closer to his work at the time. And then he lost his job. And I am so thankful that it happened in the order that it did, that he lost his job before he signed a new lease. So we said, you know what, just come home we'll regroup, we'll, you know, get your resume back in order and uh, move forward. And, and he did. And he, and it wasn't easy. It was a long um, time of job applications, interviews, you know, going through the interview process is horrible too. I mean, it's just awful. 
And um, so many times where he came so close. And some jobs were better than others. Some, quite frankly, weren't that great. But it was a job. He was getting desperate. Um, some jobs were better. He had gotten to a couple jobs where he had like three interviews. One job, which, you know, was very promising. It was probably, they probably kept him going for seven or eight weeks with interviews and projects he had to work on to submit to them. And, um, and then one job he had scheduled his third interview with and um, then everything shut down and he received an email that they put a freeze on all their hiring and I just thought are you kidding me are you kidding me but then I thought well you know it's probably just as well he would have been probably the first one to be let go as soon as everything shut down the newest one hired was probably gonna be the first one laid off so you know that roller coaster that emotional roller coaster that's that's a lot to have to handle um, so he just he powered through and um, ended up recently getting an amazing job, the, the right job for him, a perfect job. And um, we are so excited for him. It's just, we, you know, prayers have been answered and we're just thrilled to death. And he's been able to move out into a great apartment closer to his job because he was commuting for a while and it was a kind of a, an arduous commute. So um, he's closer to work and life is just so good. It has turned around and sometimes these bad things have to happen so that good things can come into your life. So that was Brian. Next up, my third son, Peter, was awarded his doctorate. He received his doctorate in music, in percussion performance, and, oh gosh, some more complicated things, but um, we're just so proud of him. He, he had attended the University of Iowa for his undergraduate degree in um, percussion performance. Then he attended the University of Tennessee in Knoxville for his master's in um, performance. And now he, he returned back to um, Iowa for his doctorate and he just received that. And we are just absolutely so thrilled for him. He's such a hard worker. He has been so focused on this. So right now, of course, you know, he, he's looking for a position at a university, which right now, as you know, many, many things, uh, hiring has been frozen, everything's at a standstill, but that's okay. He's got a lot of other, you know, uh, what is that, things in the iron? You know what I mean? He's got a lot going on. He uh, composes music. He's been commissioned to compose music for people. He's already had a few pieces published. He's performing uh, music. And um, he's got another job uh, that's holding him over to pay his rent. So he's in a good place right now. And um, it's so funny, though, his, his doctorate, he has a DM, that's a doctor, or DMA, Doctorate of Musical Arts. Um, but, you know, I took a picture of him in his face mask, as we're all forced to wear these days, uh, because I, I thought it would be funny to say my son, the doctor. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're just thrilled to death for Pete. Things are going really well for him. And then last but not least, my fourth child, not a son, my daughter, Mary Kate, was recently engaged to be married. So we're planning a wedding and we're very excited about that. And that'll be uh, in a year at the end of 2021. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to have a normal wedding. <laughs> um, that's what we're planning. But anyway, so many good, positive things with each one of my kids. And actually, it was my daughter-in-law, Laura, who was the one who brought it up. She said, you know, 2020 has been a pretty rotten year for a lot of people, but look at all the good things that happened in our family. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to think about that. So I'm really happy about that, especially since, you know, with, with um, 
not only the virus, which was horrible, but all the other craziness. There was the toilet paper shortage. Like, what was that all about, right? <laughs> um, I, I never quite understood that, except for just people's, you know, human nature that they think the end of the world is coming, so they better hoard every single thing they can. That made me so mad, though. You know, I when people said in the beginning, like during the quarantine, during the isolation, oh, this is um, helping us to you know, see, see the good things in life and, and, and simplify our lives and, and uh, you know, see what's really important in life. No, you know what it did to me? It made me hate everybody. It made me hate everybody. Every time I went to the store and the shelves were empty, I just it renewed <laughs> that feeling like, what is wrong with you people, right? Oh my gosh. But then beyond that, now this is just off the top of my head because I had notes here that I can't find right now. But we had the murder hornets. That was fun, right? <laughs> and all of the weather disasters. I mean, monsoons, hurricanes, you know, mudslides. I mean, anything you can think of, that was crazy. There were the mysterious seed packets from China. That was kind of like, what? <laughs> Interesting. Was that even a thing? I don't know. Maybe it was all made up, but it was, that was one of the, the craziness, you know, one of the crazy things that happened this year. Um, the coin shortage. What? The how did we all of a sudden have a coin shortage where people, I mean, how does that even happen? I don't understand that. But um, I don't know. There were just so many other crazy stories of this year. But you have to work really hard to find the good things, you know. Um, oh, I know. The election. Hello. I'm probably trying to put that out of my mind. That was brought on all of the the unrest, the the looting, the violence, the fear of, you know, law-abiding citizens because there was a complete disregard for law and order, for police, you know, so um, that was horrible. So you, I really think we had to kind of work a little extra hard this year to find uh, brightness. And thank, thanks to Laura, she, she kind of brought it all to our attention that we had a lot to be thankful for this year. And it's true. Um, and I'm sure everybody does. If you try hard enough, uh, I'm sure that there's some brightness that, that came through this year. So I would love to hear your stories. If you would like to share them with us, I would, I would love to talk about them on, an, on, a future, um, on a future episode because I think it's really important, especially when everybody is so down and uh, de depressed um, and isolated. It's good to hear good news. So um, if you want to visit our website at Where Are My Glasses Podcast, Dot com and leave a comment, leave a story, and uh, I would love to share them um, with, with our audience. So until I, we talk again, um, this is Marilyn Naughton. I am closing the door on 2020 and opening a new door on 2021, and I have a really good feeling 2021 is going to be a great year. And I hope to God I didn't just jinx that because I said the same thing about 2020. Oh, well, here we go again. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing and always look on the bright side of life. Come on! 
Always look on the right side of life For life is quite absurd And death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your scene Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright side of death Just before you draw your terminal breath Life's a piece of shit when you look at it Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true You'll see it's all a show, keep them laughing as you go Just remember that the last laugh is on you And always look on the right side Records available in the foyer. Some has got to live as well, you know. Who do you think pays for all this rubbish? I'll never make that money back, you know. I told him. I said to him, Bernie, I said, they'll never make that money back. 